Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are wrapping up Step 7 tonight, which is Surrender, and we are doing that with my beautiful co-host and our wonderful, lovely guest coach who comes on every fourth Monday with us. But first, let's talk to Terry. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Well, I'm just elated to be able to be talking to somebody besides myself. yes yes well we are happy to be here with you and to be discussing uh surrender tonight and trick march our guest coach how are you doing i am doing wonderful i'm also excited to be talking to somebody (laughs) and i'm we get it we get it you two lovely ladies Yes. Well, we are happy that you are here, and we're excited to start wrapping up a surrender. I think it's been a really great month of talking about all the different aspects and tools that we can use with surrender. And we just want to um, restate that the 12 steps to freedom are based on the 12 Steps to Change from the Fearless Living Institute and Rhonda Britton, and you can check out more about that at fearlessliving.org. But Trish, why don't you start us off with what is your definition of surrender and how do you use it? Hmm. Well, I guess my definition is um, being willing to accept things for how they are instead of how I would like them to be or instead of how I would, mm-hmm. you know, have expectations that they would be. Uh, for me, surrender is all about, you know, kind of giving myself a break <laughs> and really looking mm-hmm. at the and having, it's like a renewed awareness for me. It's almost setting back, going back to step one where I'm just being, allowing myself to be aware and then, you know, really giving myself, well, I mean, there's lots of ways to look at them. And I think my definition um, in itself is just really being willing to give myself a break and acknowledge, um, you know, where I am. Uh, Rhonda has a really great quote that we include in a lot of our teachings, and it's do what you can, when you can, the best you can. And I think that phrase to me allows me to really surrender because um, it, it allows me to open up to myself and just, look at things with compassion and, uh, you know, not spend a lot of time judging myself or acting or feeling like I didn't do things the right way. You know, I'm doing what I can, when I can, the best I can. Awesome. And how have you, like, what does that look like? Um, have you noticed that that's something that you're, that you're in a place where surrender would support you? And then, you know, how do you how do you process that? Um, well, I think, you know, being sheltered in place and listening to all the crazy stuff on the news um, was a perfect example of surrender for me because I was, um, 
you know, spending a lot of time watching TV and getting all caught up in the anxiety and the fear of what was happening. And then I'd speak to my brother and my sister and, you know, their reactions and responses weren't necessarily what mine were, right? And I, you know, you get all caught up in that situation. And when you really take a step back and say, all right, I I see what's happening here. (laughs) You know, I'm getting all Mm -hmm. caught up in this situation and I'm, you know, allowing fear to take control and to really drive, you know, how I'm responding in relationships, how I'm handling situations, how I'm handling, you know, my fear that's coming up and the anxiety. And I was like, all right, well, let's put a couple things in place. Like let's not watch TV and the news all the time. So you get caught up in all that information, you know, and then, you know, let's give yourself a break. You know, so there's, um, you know, I have a ton of tools and things that I use to really support myself in surrender because it definitely wasn't a, it's, it's something that I've struggled with over time, right? Like I, I want to be strong. I, I, I'm very independent and need to be able to do things myself. Well, when you surrender to me that, you know, before I jumped into fearless living and became a coach and learned all the great tools that we have, I really felt like that was a position of weakness when you surrender. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't want to be vulnerable like that. I didn't see the strength in the vulnerability. So, um, you know, fearless living definitely changed my life and definitely changed my perception on all these different tools and all these different comment concepts and the way I feel about myself. Um, but a perfect example is, is, you know, our environment that we're in right now, you know, and the, the mm-hmm. shelter in place and the, just the fear that comes with this pandemic. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we I, talked I last tools, but I know you guys, I don't want to have a discussion. I don't want to <laughs> talk about everything. We, I, we talked last week about, um, humbling ourselves and I think that kind of ties in with what you were saying about um you know we kind of have to humble ourselves and and own up to the fact that we don't have control over everything that we would like to and um you know that our process is our process and things are going to happen the way they're going to happen and and how sometimes that can take us you know, kind of humbling ourselves and going, okay, um, maybe my way isn't the way it's going to happen. And, you know, finding um, peace with that or understanding with that or, um, you know, whatever you're in need of to to accept that as your reality. I think that's fantastic. You know, and that goes along with the the phrase of, you know, the solution is the best one for everybody, not just the best one for yourself, right? So it allows you to mm-hmm. be more open and to be looking at things more broadly. I think when you look at it like that, like it doesn't have to be my way. It should, you know, you want something to, to you know, um, for mm-hmm. everybody engaged. Yeah, and that definitely opens us up to um, step eight, which is possibility. So I think that when you can surrender that there's only one way that something can be done, then you open yourself up to multiple ways that it can be um, resolved or it can be accomplished, and which brings us into possibilities. So, yeah, I love um, I love that you kind of segued there. Um, but, yeah, I think that surrender is a really powerful um, process because it, it is scary when you open yourself up 
and you allow yourself to um, to not be in control, to not have that need for control over everything. And if you don't have control over it, then um, how can you how can you uh, be prepared or or know what's going to happen? And that can be a scary place for people. Um, and I think that uh, having compassion for yourself, um, as you said, giving yourself a break, that, yeah, this is a scary time when we're all, you know, doing the best we can to maneuver through this time, and all of us are going to do it differently, and nobody's going to do it right, you know. Um, we're, all, we're all doing the best we can. Agreed. You know, and the three daily practices that we do in fearless living, you know, having compassion for yourself, being honest with yourself, and having personal responsibility really supports me through this process, too, because, you know, compassion is so empowering and so powerful to be able to give yourself compassion and support yourself and just be kind and gentle to yourself, um, just Mm -hmm. like you would to other people you know, can really kick off this, you know, a mountain of change for yourself and really allow you to surrender without having those, you know, um, negative or fearful feelings about that, right? And when you're honest with yourself and you take personal responsibility, like, you know, if you look at your life and what you can control versus what other people can, or what's outside of your control, you know, that can be really powerful and can be very eye-opening for people to realize that, they're spending a lot of time worrying and try to control things, things that are not things that they can control. So when you surrender those things outside of your control, you know, how much time does it free up or how much feeling, how much space inside yourself does it free up when you stop worrying about all the things that you have no control over and you kind of surrender that, that to whether it's your higher power to, you know, to God, you know, whatever your faith is. And you kind of let what's going to happen happen. And then you just work on the stuff that you can control, like the stuff that, you know, is part of your personal responsibility. I mean, <laughs> that concept alone freed up so much. When I was able to surrender that, I was like, oh, it's like a weight off your shoulders, right? Like I can't control what my brother and sister are doing in this in this environment, right? I can only control what I'm doing. I can't control my dad. <laughs> Get him to be a little safer. I wish I could but, you know, you come to the point where you're like, all right, I can only control what I can control. You know, I've offered him my support, and that's all I can do. Did Kelly go away? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she did. What do, you, well, what do you think? What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, maybe I'll get a word <laughs> in here. Let's see. <laughs> well, I was listening to you. I was just, I was really thinking of the, you know, the serenity prayer, which I've memorized in my life, you know, which is just. Grant me serenity, accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And I yep. think that really encompasses the whole concept of surrendering. And just listening to you uh, talk about it, um, you know, it, it's for me, it, I love the fact that both of you have mentioned that it's a process. You know, it's not something you just turn on and turn off. It's a, It's a process. And coming from a place where, I was extremely attached to the outcome of everything that I did. 
learning to surrender to possibilities and not having to be tied to a specific outcome was really, uh, like you were saying, it just opened up so much space in my life to um, to really reflect and to to grow and to be able to you know utilize those things that you've been talking about. You know the foundational principles of compassion and honesty and personal responsibility, and then just giving myself a break by saying to myself, you know, do what I can when I can, the best I can. And that, that just almost, I have a visceral reaction to that. And I just kind of go, Oh yeah. You know? And so surrendering for me, it's just surrendering to my, to God, because I know that he's in charge. And so it's surrendering to my faith, my courage, you know, my capacity to, um, to have compassion for myself because I've been by, I've been just with me for like four weeks, you know, going on five weeks here. So I really need to like myself, right? (laughs) And get along with myself. (laughs) Learned a lot, learned a lot. Yeah. So yeah, we lost you for a while. Um, Anyway, it's just, it's, it's a real time of growth and, and being in this, in these circumstances of sheltering in, and not having human, uh, I mean, when you're living by yourself and not having, you know, somebody to hug and somebody to talk to and and just yourself, you really learn a lot about yourself and, and having compassion and giving yourself a break and recognizing you're doing the best you can, even on those days when you don't want to do anything. You just say, okay, I'm not going to do anything today. And I'm just going to have compassion on myself. And tomorrow, I'll see what, what I feel like tomorrow. And and then I, you know, rely a lot on prayer and and on uh, meditation and thinking, you know, just taking the, the still times and, and reflecting. And it's been a real learning experience. And it's been up and it's been down and all around. And, and yet I keep coming back to that prayer, you know, that I can accept the things that I, you know, I cannot change and change the things I can and have the wisdom to know the difference between them. So... I was just thinking the whole time you were talking about that serenity prayer and how that has really been a guide a guidepost in my life just to be able to recover from being a perfectionist and recover from being always tied to a specific outcome and thinking there was right a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things and not being open to uh, surrendering to whatever, you know, whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even for what you've been doing over the last four weeks, just being able to surrender who you are so that you could grow and be present with yourself and just be awake. Yeah. Yeah. The whole new space, right? Yeah. The whole new space. You know, not space we've never, I've never negotiated this space before. So it's like, (laughs) it's a whole new experience. And, uh, And some days it's good and some days it's not. And it's just, that's the learning, the learning component, the process. I know that yeah. I will be a different different person because I'm going through this and I'm really getting in touch with my feelings and also what's important to me. And my priorities yeah. will probably change and the things that I want to do will probably change. I mean, they are changing and I'm making some decisions and following through and it's uh I think it's a it's a great opportunity. I mean, I'm I'm sorry that so many people are suffering. Uh, financially and people are losing their lives and uh, you know I, I'd certainly 
am not uh, celebrating that that's what brought this upon us, but I think all of us will come out of this, no matter what our experience was financially or emotionally or what grief we've suffered, we're going to come out of this knowing more about what we want and how to be compassionate and to, you know, follow through and love love ourselves and love our neighbors and serve each other, yeah. which is, you know. So I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, it is really interesting to watch the way people are reacting and and also learning from other people's reactions and thinking, wow, you know, knowing that they're trying to get their needs uh, fulfilled and that's the only way they know how to do it. And just, again, that brings compassion and seeing the innocence in others and just trying to negotiate this whole circumstance uh, by surrendering, you know. it's I think it's really a great opportunity to practice this step probably more than Mm -hmm. we've ever had in our lives. Uh, Absolutely. I completely agree with that. You know, and I think there's another – when you look at this, too, it's also – you know what? I just lost – I totally lost my train of thought. It was really important, too. I apologize. It'll come back. It'll come back. (laughs) I was thinking it was going to Kelly, jump in there. Okay. I was going to say that um, I think one of the big things uh, where I learned surrender was I I tend to be a big planner, and um, I have all these steps that I that need to happen, you know, for some for some bigger thing to happen, right? Like um when we were when we were planning to move from um the place where we used to live to Larry, uh to Fresno where we live now, I had all these different steps that we had to achieve and it was like almost a three year process of preparing ourselves to move. And then um I started preparing for the next move. We were supposed to I thought we were supposed to move to Seattle. And so I I was taking all of these steps to make that happen. And then it wasn't happening and it wasn't happening and it wasn't happening. And I was just getting more and more frustrated and irritated because I was doing my steps, but nobody else was. And, and so I, it was a lesson of surrendering this, you know, um, plan step-by-step future and, you know, to allow myself to just go with, um, go with the flow and go with what, whatever, you know, um, deal with it when it's presented and not having this need to have this step-by-step plan and this, you know, um, you know, five-year vision of what, how everything's going to work out and what everything's going to look like and where we're going to be at each step. And so that was a a huge lesson for me. And I really haven't gotten stuck back in that. Um, I still want to move, but I'm not attached to the location. I'm not really attached to when. Um, I'm not even attached to us moving at all. Um, even though I would like to and, and stuff. So that was, that was a huge um, eye opener for me when I think about surrender and where I have um, progressed and gotten better um, with surrendering that, um, that thought process or that need for things to be laid out in front of me. Awesome. Congratulations. Did you remember what you were going to say? 
<laughs> I didn't. I don't remember it. Yeah, but I, okay, that was great, Kelly. I think that was awesome. Yeah, I think that surrender can play a part in so many different ways. This month we've also talked about forgiveness, and we've talked about, you know, several different tools that we can use to support ourselves in surrendering. Um, You know, Trish mentioned earlier um, repeating different things to herself, giving herself a break, um, reminding herself, that she's doing, uh, she's doing her best, and I think that we've also talked about um, with forgiveness. We've talked about different forgiveness tools, um, as in the forgiveness letter and things like that. But we've also talked about intention. Um, Terry, what would be your main tool that supports you with surrender? Well, I think for for me, it's it's really a willingness to uh, detach from outcomes. I think that that probably made. At first, I didn't even understand what that meant. The first time that I heard mm-hmm. that, you know, invest invest in the present and detach from outcomes. I thought, what do you mean, detach from outcomes? I, you know, I have to be in control and know exactly what's going to happen, or I I couldn't function. So I think you know, being mm-hmm. the present, having being in the present moment, being fully aware and present and then not being attached to a specific outcome. So that, that means surrendering to possibilities, you know, surrendering to inspiration, to your intuition. So I think that probably that willingness to, I guess, I don't know if the word is relax or the will, uh, you know, to just kind of take a breath and, and let it go, you know, like the song from Frozen. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, be who you are. Just let it go and be who you truly are and don't attach to outcomes and just be open and present. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that probably, you know, makes it, makes it a fertile ground for me to apply the principles of gratitude and writing in a journal and uh, writing intentions and, and being aware of expectations. All of that wouldn't make as much difference using those tools if I wasn't open to the present moment and I wasn't willing to surrender to possibilities. Tools, and one is a state of being. And I think it's that state Mm -hmm. of being for me that allows me to apply the tools and be, you know, have them support me in surrendering. But I think it's, it's really a, it's more than a tool. It's, it's a state of being. Awesome. Thank you. Trish, what about you? So, uh, Terry, what you were just talking about is very similar to the risk formula that Rhonda does, and so that was one of the, that is one of the tools that I use. The other two tools that I, I really seem to rely on a lot, especially for myself, and I definitely use these with clients, is the, the awareness exercise and the risk exercise. You know, one of them gives me, you know, lets me take a look at what's going on with me, like my thoughts, feelings, and actions, and what's happening there. That I, you know, because I have a tendency to go full speed ahead, you know, and if I'm feeling lost or stressed or in fear or trying to control everything, you know, for me to just take a moment and say, all right, what am I thinking, feeling, and what actions am I taking or not taking, you know, and really sitting down and taking a look at those so that I become aware of what's going on with me. And then saying, all right, what am I trying to avoid here? Or what am I trying to control so that I can actually say, you know, um, 
you know, what risks am I not taking? What am I trying to avoid? You know, how can I take those risks? How can I step forward and do something? And then, you know, if I did that, what are my possibilities? Right? What, could, what could happen if I would let go of some of these feelings that I'm having around, you know, shelter in place or what people are supposed to do to keep themselves safe or keep me safe? You know, if I would, you know, acknowledge how I'm feeling there and then actually take the next step and say, all right, so if I let that go, like, what would what would be happening? You know, where could I, you know, I know that I'd have a lot more time. I wouldn't get all caught up in my feelings. I'd have a lot more time, and I'd, have, I'd be feeling more at ease. Well, what could I do with that? So it's just mm-hmm. a nice way for me to move right through this and kind of surrender to what my dreams are, right? Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about earlier. You know, surrendering allows you to explore your dreams. Like, what would you want to do instead? <laughs> so that's perfect time. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Come right into that. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered. Um, Yeah, when you guys were talking, I was thinking about tools and which one I would share as my number one. And I think that what came to mind was my, it's my favorite tool because it's, it's the one that I used the most at the beginning. And um, I still use it today. And it's, are you making it up or is it true? And I think that it really supported me and still does support me to surrender to the truth of what's going on instead of um, being caught up in uh, the story that I tell myself and the justifications or the rationalizations or, um, you know, the hurt feelings that um, support my excuses and my complaining. Um and my frustrations and and beating myself up, right? Like when we when we're when we're caught in the lies that we tell ourselves, you know, not much is going to happen. And so when we're willing to ask ourselves if it really is true, or are we making it up, and and be willing to be honest, you know, and surrender to the truth of what's going on, um, I think that. Um, big things can happen. So I offer that up to you all. We are basically um, almost out of time. So I feel like we've all just probably have said what we um, our number one takeaway is from tonight. But Trish, is there anything else that you would like to say before we get off? Um, I don't. I think the only thing I'd want to add is that, you know, surrender allows you space to live the truth of who you are and be mm-hmm. vulnerable. So I think for me, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on with us tonight, Trish. Of course, I love it. Love you, lady. <laughs> Did you want to say something, Karen? Well, I was just going to say that I think surrender, the concept of surrendering or the step of surrendering just expands uh, expands who you are, you know, and, and allows you to, to explore who you really are uh, because you're not tied mm-hmm. to something specific and you're, you're not in the, in the arena of expectations. Your, your intention is to open up and to be vulnerable and to be humble and to be teachable. And that just expands the possibilities, and it it just uh, 
It's an expansive. Thank you so much, ladies. It has been a pleasure, as always, to be on here with you tonight. We thank you, listeners, for keep coming back, and we hope that you are continuing to get um, lots of uh, help and support from these weekly podcasts that we uh, put together for you. Um, and remember, you can always uh, find us on Facebook or uh, at our website, which is fearlessgenerations.org. So we hope to uh, see you again next week. And until then, everyone, be fearless. <laughs> be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Thank you.